Okay, there we go. Now I can talk. I can always talk. Now I can talk into the PM talking about Star Trek at night. I don't like this. <laughs> this is this is not the kind of podcast I want to produce. <laughs> Riker gets radiation up the bum. No. No. That was last week. Jordy wants to use his thrusters. How many yeah, of them? A couple. I don't remember. <laughs> Welcome to episode 45 of Be Me to Sick Bay. We're almost at 50. Can you believe that? Can you Whoa. freaking believe that? Five weeks, maybe. Five or ten, depending. It's a lot of weeks of Star Trek. It is a, <laughs> it's a lot of weeks of Star Trek. I'm uh, I'm here, your host. I'm here with McFreeze. Welcome. And Hayes. Hey, how's it going? Ace is uh, becoming a late night radio host, um, giving us the ASMR vibes. I have to engage myself with this episode somehow because <laughs> Jesus Christ, the episode of Star Trek I watched did not do it. But you love Wesley. I do yeah. love Wesley. That's what pissed me off. This is Wesley's big goodbyes, final mission, and it's a fucking boring episode where they trot around in, in a desert. And then they put the thrusters on a ship full of radiation blasts. Nothing happens in this episode. This is a, this was the worst episode we watched since the end of season. You two. have to get one last morality play in there to, before you send Wesley away. The it's, the whole what morality play. The whole is, well, see if you're if you're stupid and you drink, you deserve to die. That's the morality play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Did the that, did the alcohol ever come back? Did they ever do anything with that? He's like, they're like, oh, we'd use it as coolant or as a. Uh, well, he, he, he uses it to help Picard after he gets injured. Oh, yeah. He dumps a bunch of rum on his face and it's like, you're disinfected now. <laughs> no, you are. Doesn't do it like that. Um, yeah. I, uh, the B plot of this episode is like fucking season two season one bad season one B bad it's, easy it's, easy it's easy such a bad b plot it's uh you know it also it has the benefit of not making any sense scientifically either <laughs> i i think this is legitimately one of the worst episodes period we have watched or you know maybe it's in contrast with a lot of season three and a lot of season four where we've just been getting like episodes with singular plots that make sense that just work and we've gotten really far away from the season one stuff where it's a bunch of like you know trite b stories that never go anywhere and don't integrate with the main story at all but man i don't know what it is this really rubbed me the wrong way also it's wesley's last episode he that's why better. that's why you it rubbed you the wrong way i think and because I, I set you up for like ah oh, it's wesley it's a great episode you're gonna you're gonna love it and uh, uh, never mind I, I i always had like an understanding that like his last episode would somehow involve him getting like zoomed away by uh the travelers or something I fucking that episode where he helps out the traveler rescue his mom. And if he, if he just went away with a traveler, that would have been a way better send off for Wesley than this piece of shit. Well, I told you several times at the end of last week's podcast that there are more episodes with Wesley in them. So don't worry. Wesley has a continuing story beyond this. Wesley will return. Wesley yeah, will he... return for one of the most important episodes in Star Trek history. 
Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I, is, is, is it as the one I'm thinking exit, of? Lefris? I think it's his, the one you're thinking of. <laughs> okay, good. As his exit from being a series regular, uh, it, this is dog shit, as the kids it, say. It stinks. The one thing I will say that's good about this episode is that uh, both both the performances of um, of Patrick Stewart and uh, Will Wheaton. God, why was I blinking on his name? That's bad. Uh, <laughs> their performances were really good, and there yeah. was like one scene, especially the scene where they're like doing the actual send off, and Picard's telling him, "No, you have to live, Wesley. Your adventure is just starting now." Like I, I really enjoyed the performances in that scene. The episode itself pretty bad i i think the performances were like well done but it was hard for me to care that much because i was just so pissed off watching this episode (laughs) it's it's like it's not the most inspired material but they do it really well so i don't really have a problem you be proud of me i love you dan no, it was for sweet. Shut I up, know, It was I good. love you, Dad. I'll never see you again. Why is Will Wheaton talking like this? I'm going <laughs> to get you water from the well. <laughs> I don't know why Why Will Wheaton is suddenly Southern, but uh, all right. I got to go and beat this space entity first. <laughs> I can't believe. Electromagnetic <laughs> signals. <laughs> In next week for our Squidbillies podcast. <laughs> oh God! Don't don't, don't tune into that. The only way I can have fun with this episode. This is, <laughs> so fucking well, boring. Before we get into it, there was you. A you can Im- summarize this episode in like twenty <laughs> seconds. Okay, there's a ship full of radiation. Also, they have to go down to a planet. The ship explodes, crash on a planet, they walk in a desert, they find a fucking cave, Picard gets gets some rocks on him, they have to blow up a well, the guy gets blown up by the well, Wesley blows up the well anyway, they get water for Picard, meanwhile they're blowing up a ship over on the other half of the universe. I don't know, that's an entire episode right there. That was way longer than 20 seconds, Ace. That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, thank you for tuning into our podcast. Uh, thank you, bye-bye. <laughs> other last, things happened, maybe. Last week we were talking about uh, there was Parisi squares and we were talking yeah. about how it's dangerous and mm-hmm. they never show it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, coincidentally, later that day, I turned on Star Trek Voyager. No oh, fucking way. Was it, it in was there? Kind of. Uh, <laughs> it was a fucking tease. It was an episode where the the hollow the holographic doctor made up a holographic family and his holographic daughter is a parisi squares player anyway as it turns out the plot of the episode is his daughter falls on the corner of the parisi square court and dies what the hell <laughs> parisi squares fucking owns she fucking <laughs> cracked her skull open and died the end that sounds anyway, like a good episode of Voyager, honestly. <laughs> it was kind of weird, but it was a good episode. Also, his uh, the son he made up was a Klingon weeb who wanted to have honor. And he said, man, this is some real folky stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Maybe Voyager is actually good. I don't I, know. Every time McFreeze talks about Voyager, it's making me convinced it's the best one. <laughs> uh... you actually watch it and see for yourself about that one. I don't know. Some of the plots, though, do sound very uh, entertaining. Some Sometimes you get something 
that is at least really funny. Mm. And mm. what more can you want? The idea of making a holographic family and then having a tragic death of your holographic daughter <laughs> is more funny than it should be, probably. It was just, I was, it was, it really came out of left field. For <laughs> is is the, the rest of the episode just like them trying to get more, like more, uh, more safety regulations for Freezy Squares? Mm. No. Just trying, was... just trying to, just trying to lobby against the Freezy Square League and talk about, you know, all the, the death and concussion rates in Freezy <laughs> Squares. No, it's just like she's on her deathbed and he's all sad and he's like, I'm just gonna not activate this program anymore. And they're like, <laughs> no, you have to do it. You have to face your grief, sir. You have to learn the truth. No, why would they? Why would they make him do that? This you whole have thing to is understand. Made up. You have to understand the human experience, don't you see? Mark, you have to understand that trauma is fucking pog. Hmm. Hmm. That's the mm. message of Voyager. I guess. <laughs> I'm still not convinced about Voyager, but that sounds uh sounds like an episode. All right, let's let's talk about this episode though. Uh, much to Hastings' chagrin, we, have we to. gotta. We have we to talk do. about Final Mission, the ninth episode of Season 4 of Star Trek. Final the next... episode, this is what they're making. Star Trek The Next Generation first aired uh, November 19th, 1990. And the teleplay was by uh, Casey Arnold Ince and Jerry uh, Taylor. Story was by Casey Arnold Ince and directed by Corey Allen. The Indian River State is 44307.3. Year 2367. And as we discussed, this is the one where Wesley is sent off to Starfleet Academy via a shuttle crash on a shitty moon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not a good one. Did, did you like uh did you like Pitch Black the movie? Because this is not it. This is not it. <laughs> God, I Yo, wish this was this Pitch episode, Black the movie. If this episode had, had been, it would be like 50% better. <laughs> Did you, he would just have to be there. Like he could play Durga or whatever the guy's name was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would be fine. No, Pitch Black was a fucking good movie, dude. People people do not talk about how good Pitch Black is as a movie enough. Because do, it do got you, ruined by Riddick, I think. Do you ever think it's really funny how the best Riddick movie is the one that's not named Riddick? Uh no, well, but it is, I guess. Like Honestly, they should have just stopped the pitch black because Chronicles of Riddick, fucking boring. I did not see the last one, actually, if I'm being totally honest. It sucked, too. It, it's not good. Uh -oh. we, yeah, we no, saw well, it. It's not. The last one is basically just they did the first movie again, but now Riddick has a dog. So that part was good. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't I thought as bad. It was all right. It wasn't as I bad as Chronicles of Riddick for sure, but. Like, it was definitely uh, a movie. But it could. All of just. DND campaign. It couldn't like, have had uh, Keith David at the start, like the start of Chronicles of Riddick did. Mm. No, was Keith David not. in that? I don't even fucking remember. He's in the very start, out. just to be like, I'm from Pitch Black, and then he dies. I've blocked out all of that movie from my brain out of uh, self preservation, and I just think about how good Pitch Black was instead. Pitch Black, great movie. You should watch it. Pitch Black is like a movie that has a premise. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I don't even know what Riddick is about. Remember when it's about Riddick? It's about <laughs> when they're talking about they're talking about this Riddick guy, and he's just watching them under an umbrella, like having a drink. Yeah, he's having a sandwich. It's just oh this guy, God. you know. 
What a good movie. Anyway, what's not a good movie is this episode. Uh, so this episode begins with Picard's talking about how in his captain's log he's going to go mediate a minor dispute. But first, we have to do this scene where Wesley is leaving. And uh, we see we see Wesley running into the bridge panting and Picard is getting on his ass about summoning him 10 minutes ago. And Wesley's like, oh, but I was in the middle of an experiment and I had a volatile substances and I couldn't just leave it. And, and Picard pretends to be a hard ass. He's like, oh, are you making excuses that won't fly at Starfleet Academy? And Wesley's like, way, by the way, what? Is, Sorry, I got very into is, it. This is not a minor dispute. It was a big dispute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I meant literal miners, like uh, they dig stuff out of the ground. I, I guess that doesn't come through. <laughs> a minor dispute, no miners, like like with pickaxes and shit. You gotta, you gotta say the right letter. Miner, like with Minecraft, Minecrafters. Oh yeah, yeah to settle a Minecraft dispute, like uh, oh. Deep Rock Galactic. Yeah, like, like, yeah. yeah, that's probably a lot closer than Minecraft. I'm I'm surprised you guys haven't gotten into that game at all. That game is Left for Dead, but with a mining and and uh, dwarves. In I space. bought it, but uh, nobody else has. I'll play it. it. I'll play it with play? you sometime. Let's let's fucking play. Let's instead of talking about this episode, let's go play Deep Rock Galactic. That's what I'm saying. Ah, uh, so Picard's pretending to be a hard ass, and uh, but Wesley's like, oh, what do you mean Starfleet Academy? And and Picard's like, yeah, the Admiral let me know that they have a, a last minute. Uh, spot open for this year's roster so i told them that uh you're gonna have to work like like twice as hard to catch up but that's not a problem is it and Wesley's like no sir it's great thank you sir um so as his final mission quote unquote wesley is going to accompany picard on this minor dispute thing uh and and then they'll send him off to starfleet academy but Worf interrupts this with a general distress signal and brings up this lady what the fuck is with this lady's face yo i think the radiation got to her early She's, she's she just got, has uh, a straight up vagina mouth. She's melting. She's got she's like she was left under the water too long and some barnacles attached onto her, I think mm -hmm. is what happened. Yeah, they attached to her vagina mouth, so she's got yeah. a barnacle covered vagina mouth. Uh you know what the makeup is actually pretty cool. It's just I hate looking at it. It's well done makeup of a terrible design. I yeah, and her hair is like this weird red asymmetrical braid thing yeah. too. And I don't I don't like looking at her, but she says uh, she's like, help. Uh, a ship has appeared in our atmosphere and it's not responding to our hails, but it's contaminating our entire planet with radiation. So we must assume we're under attack. And they're like, all right, we'll go check it out for you. So Picard sends the Enterprise off to go look at it while he and Wesley get on the uh, the shuttle that was sent to go to Pentaros 5 to talk to the miners. Because they send out a nice shuttle for them. I don't the, the whole okay the plot of this, this like so. <laughs> first of all <laughs> I know we're about to go on the same the same place here yeah. the enterprise has its own shuttles it does it <laughs> does many. I was what I was both about to Picard ask like why both Picard and Wesley can pilot their shuttles themselves there's no reason for them to have had a minor shuttle sent to them the episode <laughs> needs to happen I'm Jeffrey Goldbaum. I'm here. I only drive my own shuttle here. I don't trust no Starfleets. I don't even know why they were driving a shuttle. Why didn't they just like beam to where they need to be or whatever? Like, what? Why is this? Why is any part of this episode happening? 
they didn't really bother to write any of that into the, this episode. They're just like, just don't worry about it. Don't think Every, about it. Everyone <laughs> get in my everyone here, get in my sixty-five Chevy shuttle. <laughs> they literally say in like the first episode of this show that yeah, no one really uses shuttles anymore. They're kind of pointless if because at that point you're just in beam range anyway. Yeah. So like what I are mean, you doing? Make up, a re- make up a reason that says, "Oh, there's a interference on the mining planet, and that's why we can't just beam down there." So they sent the shuttle, but this the Enterprise still has its own shuttles, so there's no reason for this. It makes no sense. Anyway, oh, if you uh, want made up reasons, then you'll love Voyager. They got one of those in every episode. <laughs> yeah, it, it, actually, oh, I hate them. Also, <laughs> the, later they explain, like you know, the whole the whole reason the engine malfunctions. Uh, engine malfunction happens later is like jordy is like yeah i detected that their uh, thrusters were all fucked up but durgo said they were good so i guess i just kind of let him do his thing yeah that's uh and that so you also... put the captain of your ship on there well yeah we have this scene where jordy like okay so they go to the shuttle bay and jordy's checking out the shuttle right and he uh this is the next scene that's happening that i'm reading through here um so jordy's checking out the shuttle and he's asking its captain he's like oh i saw some modifications on your thruster that i've never seen before and and then he's like oh yeah i did that myself you know it's uh it's more efficient you could study it if you want <laughs> and jordy's like yeah that, i'm good thanks um and that's when picard and wesley walk in and uh, they introduce each other themselves uh, that's his captain durgo in his shuttle and, and in the background too wesley's privately saying like the jordy captain of a mining shuttle which was good but uh but jordy specifically says in this scene like to captain picard yeah i've thoroughly checked out the shuttle it's good to go it's safe to fly like no it's not it's quite li- literally not up to spec like come on bro this is your job yeah, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Look, but I do, I do like Wesley like gonna, immediately ragging on the guy. He's gonna complain if we don't let him drive. So just go with it. <laughs> but uh, Durgo, Durgo overhears Wesley and he's like, uh, "Yes, Ensign, my ship isn't pretty. She isn't big, but we've logged over ten thousand hours together." Uh, and, the, and Picard's like, "Yeah, okay, let's just get on the fucking ship." <laughs> so they board, and Dorgo offers Picard the position at ops, but Picard says that he'll uh, let Wesley do it as he needs to study up on Regalian law. This episode does the thing of TNG, which I'm getting more and more tired of, by the way. Where every bit of technology that's not from uh, Starfleet is dog shit, and the people that use it are stupid assholes. Like, y- y- you know what I mean? I feel like this mm-hmm. is becoming a recurring thing. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, it it gets a little bit less. Uh, this this is one of the worst examples. I'm gonna say. Whereas, it's just I, like if you're not using like, listen, if you're not using Starfleet technology, this is what you end up. This is like propaganda for Starfleet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we can get to the point almost where I I can voice my uh my big complaints about this episode too, because we're we're almost to there where it makes sense, but like. Uh, okay, I, I I have a very very big complaint about this episode. Um, <laughs> so they they leave the Enterprise and the Enterprise takes off into warp, and they're uh, they're out there for maybe five minutes when the shuttle fucking like explodes. 
Uh oh, <laughs> music from the bottom of the piano started. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, no, the the rear thrusters, the one that had been modified, went out, and they uh, they apparently took communications and navigations with them. So, oh man, um, and they're they're too far away from the planet. So Dargo's like, oh, we'll have to look for another place to land. Which you're in a solar system, you should probably know where you can land. This is your solar system, isn't it, dude? <laughs> Whatever. Um, so. Uh, Picard immediately comes over and takes uh, takes ops away from Wesley, and Wesley goes to look for a, a class M planet that they can land on. Um, the only class M planets are too far away, but he's like, "Well, there's a nearby moon orbiting uh, Pentaros three that's that's barely class M. Surface temperature is really really hot." And they're like, "Well, that'll have to do." So they just go to land and um, try to configure for manual thrust or whatever. And this, you know, another big problem with this episode is the fucking like season one, season two techno babble is back in full fucking force. Just uh, like they sir, had to there's fill. a EMG century going through here and it's detecting onto our phaser technology, but I think I can discombobulate it with my thingamajig. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's like just we had to fill so much time. So we're just making shit up as we go. But they yeah. um, they go to land uh, but Wesley complains, like, I'm trying to configure this, but the computer looks like it's about 100 years old. And Dargo says, uh, we don't have the Federation's resources. And he, he gets up to do it for Wesley, asking Picard to take the helm uh, while he does. And then they um, they do the crash landing on the shitty moon. Yay. So Picard emerges from the ship's hatch to survey the desert they've landed in. And... Um, Picard takes charge and, and tells them to salvage what they can and look for shelter. Uh, and he asks Durgo to bring out his medical and ration supplies. But Durgo's like, well, uh, medical supplies aren't going to be a problem, but uh, we don't have any food or water. Because apparently he relied entirely on the replicator, which is now damaged. And so they have, they're on this fucking desert planet that's a billion degrees with no fair, water. To be fair, um, I feel like this would also be a Starfleet conundrum as well. <laughs> considering... No, Starfleet has rations and shit. Okay. We do end up seeing them like in Deep Space Nine and stuff. We never have to see them in Enterprise because the Enterprise is a perfect fucking ship. It is. But um, but the, the Starfleet does have rations on their okay. ships because they're, they're prepared. They're like the Boy Scouts. And again, this is Jordy's or some other security officer's fault for not like, you know, specking out the ship and making sure it was good. It was fit for the commander of their ship to ride in the case it of an emergency. There for one fucking minute, dude, and it fucking explodes like Jordy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> one it's minute. It's the oh. thing you do, Jordy. It's the reason, not the reason, but it's one of the reasons we keep you hired, bud. <laughs> I just, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't hold up to any scrutiny this episode. Um, Hologram but, girlfriends don't come free, Jordy. But I can, I can tell you right now, like before we go further, what my big complaint with this episode is, because it's just kind of a general complaint, is that the way they set up this Durgo character, uh, you know, and the way that, that Wesley and he interact in the beginning of the episode, it really makes it feel like Wesley's going to learn a lesson about not judging somebody by appearances and not to be an asshole to somebody just because they're from a, like a poor, uh, poor planet, you know, because he does talk about like, we don't have that kind of technology or money. And they're... and that's reasonable. Reason. Sorry, go ahead. And, I said, and that's reasonable. And, I, you know, that can be sympathetic, but it doesn't go that way at all. Instead, it just paints Durgo as this big drunk asshole 
who then dies. Like there, there is one point in particular where they're trying to spoilers. Picard gets a rock on his head. Uh, where they're trying to, you know, rescue Picard, and they want to get, try to get that water as soon as possible. And Durgo is the one, like, he makes like a almost like inspirational speech, saying like, "Listen, that this dude is on death's fucking door. We have to make a move, or else he's just gonna die. We can't just sit here for like two hours plotting everything out." Wesley, and and what Wesley learned from this is that this guy's a dumb asshole, and he died anyway. Well, I mean, he was kind of a dumb asshole, though. Like, <laughs> but like, what? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's that his uh was more self interested than than caring about what was going to happen to Picard because that that scene also begins with him telling Wesley like, "Hey, why are you lying to him saying he's fine? He's bleeding internally. He's going to die. I've seen this before." <laughs> Like right in front of Picard, and um, Wesley's like, "Shut up! <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about." And then I love too. We're jumping ahead here, but it's good. Uh, it's a good scene where um, Durgo leaves, and and Picard's like, "He's right, you know. I'm not, I'm not gonna fucking get out of here." <laughs> well, uh, Picard, he speaks it like it is. So, uh, um. They uh they think about they, they all look around this yellow desert planet and think about how they're gonna die out here with no water. That's where we're at. Meanwhile, the Enterprise is scanning the ship at the other planet. Can we just skip the B plot? <laughs> the B plot is uh, them being like, oh, that ship's full of radiation. Can we put thrusters on it? Oh, that didn't work. But uh, let's drag it. Uh oh, there's a countdown. We dragged it to the sun. We win. We can't skip it because this is my opportunity to complain about science more. Okay, let's complain okay. about science. So they scan it, and it is unmanned. It's just some weight, uh, waste freighter that somebody put all their nuclear waste on and uh, threw it out into space, and it's like in this planet's gravitational pull now. McFreeze, is your uh, complaint about how radiation works according to the show? Oh, is it ever? <laughs> <laughs> I was well, thinking about how this doesn't really make sense. It doesn't make any sense. There's also the part where we have to drive this barge into the sun but there's an asteroid belt in the way we can't go like up out of the plane of the solar system that's impossible we can't just drive around we have to go it's, straight there it's an asteroid sphere <laughs> that's how that's how planets work right <laughs> yeah uh, mm. um so uh uh this is uh Riker says this is their plan. Hey, we're just gonna fly it into the sun. Data's like uh, an asteroid bell between us and the sun, and Riker's like, well, we'll just tow it in if we have to. And Jordy points out that that's uh, suicidal due to how high the radiation is on the freighter, which apparently is not how radiation works. I don't know. I'll take your guys' word for it. I believe you. This is very stupid. Well, <laughs> this this it's not this part. It's uh, how this ends up playing out is when the stupid stuff starts happening. Oh, I'll be honest with you. I kind of started uh, not paying attention. So whenever the B-plot would come up, I was like, yeah, whatever. Some stupid shit's happening. And it, I'd look at my other window. They like they should never have cut back to it. Like the only time they should have cut back to this is whenever they were done with everything. Right. Yeah. And they've done yeah. that. I feel like before with other episodes where the yes. they had to write an excuse for the Enterprise to not be there. Just like make it happen and don't fucking cut back to it. They they played out this big dramatic like, oh, everybody on the Enterprise might die when we're all going. No, they're not going to die. Well, we know they're not going to die. This is the B plot. Come on. How many good B plots have we had realistically? Uh, I, like three, maybe all of them. Three is generous. 
Well, there were Worf's parents. That's definitely parents. one. There's one. Um. Hmm. Uh, uh, I feel like there was one in season one, but I can't even remember what it was anymore. Uh, the what's time it? data fucked. That's not a. That, that was just wasn't, a it wasn't even a B plot. That was just part of the yeah, regular episode plot. That episode yeah. didn't have a B plot. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> they, hadn't invented, they hadn't invented B plots back then. Or, remember on the one with the traveler where Worf invented a Klingon Targ that was sitting there. It was a cute little piggy. That again is not a B plot, McFreeze. That's just part of the, the A plot. It wasn't the plot, but I liked it. <laughs> it was a good piggy. You're right. What, what about the one time uh, Worf got a cold? He did get a cold. You're right. That did and, happen. And, and then Pulaski was like, "Oh, I, I fixed your cold, buddy. Want to have some tea?" <laughs> I'm not going to count that party. as a good B plot. I'm not going to count that. What, what it was? Listen, we're we're working with what we got here. I know there have been good ones. I just can't think of what they are right now. Which is uh, why they should. Which why? Which is why it's good they've been done away with for the most part. Because dear God, you're not good. This one especially is. I got so just <laughs> upset at how bad this B plot was. Because like the A plot isn't that great, but it's at least like like okay, I'm kind of interested in what's happening here. This is just stupid bullshit. Oh maybe my they God. like. Maybe they realized that they didn't have enough like usable footage for the a plot because so much of it is just them walking around and looking at a geyser <laughs> it's a very nice geyser they should have shown the geyser more. it was a very impressive <laughs> they they certainly pumped some water up <laughs> <sighs> so um jordy says hey what if we just put thrusters on the stupid barge and we'll we'll fly it in for safely from a distance and Riker's like oh yeah that's a good idea and then Worf lets them know that the mining settlement has not received picard and wesley yet and so they're asking if the Enterprise is beginning a search. And uh, Dr. Crusher's on the bridge at this point, too. So she's, of course, we get to see her looking really worried. Uh, and Riker pauses dramatically for a moment. But he realizes that saving an entire planet of vagina-faced aliens is more important than saving two crew members. So he says, this is a priority. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, but back, back on the Shady Moon, they've made a little hats out of, like, pleather sheets from the shuttle. I'm not sure what they made these hats out of, but they're cute. Um, and Wesley is scanning for water on his little Game Boy. He's sitting <laughs> sitting in the shade of the shuttle on his Game Boy, uh, but he can't find any water. And Picard uh, builds an arrow on the ground in case a search party finds the wreckage to let them know they are headed for the nearby mountains. And Durgo is like, what? We can't go to those mountains. They're too far away. We'll die. And um, he's, he's like, who put you in charge anyway? It's not even your ship. And then Wesley gets pissed off and immediately starts yelling at him and saying, you should listen to Captain Picard. He's going to keep us alive. You blah, blah, blah. He's the best. And Picard's He's like, hey, a, hey. Being a real Picard stan here. <laughs> he loves Picard so much. And Picard's like, hey, hey, it's okay. Calm down. And he very diplomatically uh, asks Sturgo, well, if you, do you have any uh, alternative ideas to, to going to the mountains? Um, and and Durgo's like, no, I guess not. So they head off. Uh, and and also, Durgo has a big old Triforce on his satchel. He yeah. does. He's a I big get, Legend of Zelda fan. Yeah, it's really hard not to look at that and be like, Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda, every single time. It's in this episode constantly. Uh, didn't, um, whatchamacallit? What was that? What's that one? Didn't Link to the Past come around around this time? Uh, 
maybe i don't know this is like 92 right this is 1990 is this 90 this is 1990 this is 1990 so, this is 19 fucking 90 are you kidding me i thought we were up to 92 holy shit never mind no you gotta listen to me when i give the episode specs at the beginning november 19th of 1990 we did have triangles before the legend of zelda for some reason, I don't know why. I think I think I'm having probably a stroke right now. I thought the series started in like '89, but I guess it was probably '87. It was like '88, I think. Okay. '87, '88, yeah, yeah. I I always think of the series as being more of a '90s series, but really half of it was in the '80s, which is bizarre to think about. It is. Uh, so they uh they're walking around and uh, in the sand in the shitty desert moon, and Durgo falls down and uh, he gets helped up by Wesley. But in this very contemptuous way, Wesley's like, and you were worried about how tough Captain Picard is? Because Durgo had made a comment earlier about, like, yeah, if your captain's not tougher than he looks, he's going to get eaten alive by those miners. Um, and, like, this is this is what I'm talking about, where I really wanted this episode to turn around and instead be like, Wesley, like, gets learns a fucking lesson about not being an asshole. But no, that's not what happens at all. We just... Nope. Nope. You should you should just treat stupid looking people like they're idiots because they're probably bad and gonna die. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is after this exchange, we see Durgo turn around and take a sippy of his little flask, and it's like, damn, Wesley's driving this man to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't been there, right? Uh, so as they're walking, Wesley continues to scan for water, and he can't find any, but he does detect a EM pulse, not naturally occurring. Blah 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 blah. Finally, yeah. they arrive at a cave in the mountains, and Durgo goes, there must be water here. Aren't caves formed by water? And Picard has to give him a very uh, disappointing geology lesson that that is not true. Sometimes caves are formed by other things. Like lava. Yeah, oh. or wind. Unfortunately, uh, we don't find any lava. It would have been funny if they, <laughs> they got out of the desert, and then they get into this cave, and there's just lava everywhere. That would be really uh, funny. That would be much better than, than what happens. Uh, but Picard asks Wesley if there's any moisture readings, and Wesley still can't detect any, but he says that the energy pattern in here is is changing now. Now, uh, And Durgo takes off of his jacket, and the flask falls out, and they both, like, like look at this flask, and Wesley reaches, like, Jones down for it, and he's like, you have water! And uh, and Durgo's like, no, no, I wouldn't hide water. You see, this is a, this is a drink called Dresky. It's kind of like medicine from my planet. I love <laughs> that the alien whiskey is called Dresky. <laughs> it's a dumb name. <laughs> it's so dumb. But you know right away that it, that's what it is because it, it's called Dresky. Durgo's so, Dresky. Um, <laughs> so uh, Picard smells it. He's like, this is alcohol. And he's like, oh, it's, it's medicinal. It's for emergencies. I was going to share it. Um, Picard tells Wesley to put it with the medical supplies that it's more valuable as a coolant or disinfectant than as a thing that will uh, dehydrate Durgo faster because that's what alcohol do. It does do that. Of it course, does. we don't we don't really know what if so. This isn't technically alcohol, right? No, it is alcohol. Okay. Okay. Alcohol is the same on any planet. Yeah, you can smell it and be like, "This is this is alcohol. This is booze." I thought it was like functionally alcohol, but not literally alcohol. No, I'm pretty sure it's just whiskey or something. Okay. Or vodka. Um, it's alcohol. So on the Enterprise, uh, Dr. Crusher is supervising her staff to make sure they have the supplies to help potential victims of uh, radiation poisoning, and Troy walks in. 
and uh, she gives her the bad news that no other Federation ship is within range to begin searching for the mining shuttle, but tries to reassure her that there are, are many reasons that the shuttle may not have arrived. It doesn't necessarily mean that they exploded and they're all dead. <laughs> and uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Crusher's like, uh, yeah, I don't need this right now. Like, I, I have a lot uh, a lot of work to do. I'm fine. And um, But Troy is using her magical empathy abilities to tell that Beverly is still very worried. Like, she's just really... Uh, lucky she's got that magical ability yeah well <laughs> unfortunately that's the last we see of troy in this <laughs> it goes nowhere we've been, we've been really troy light as of late not that i'm complaining i hope the next episode is a troy episode i'm peeking ahead and seeing let's see um, bum, bum, bum. oh it's a troy episode fuck yes oh, <laughs> no, let's go. oh i knew that was going to be the case as soon as you said that um damn it <laughs> i think it's maybe good i don't remember i don't remember it's not it's better than this one we'll say that uh so back in the mountains no wait um actually we see the enterprise first send the little thrusters onto the freighter and it, they just immediately fly off because of the radiation or something like they set up this whole dramatic like oh yeah we've got these these drones sending these thrusters out it's gonna be great and then they just fly off and Riker's like ah oh, fuck this let's tow this fucking bitch in <laughs> so back in the mountain caves we see the trio proceed through a video game loading screen where they shimmy through in a sideways opening i can't see people do that now without thinking it's a video game loading screen video games have ruined me um well, but they or, or, or when two people open a door together yeah or lift yeah, it, the door. it's all loading screens now yeah they arrive in a cave that has a mako fountain no it's a bubbling water fountain just sitting in the middle of it it's a miracle of nature and Dirk, <laughs> these are final fantasy 7 references i'm making i'm very subtle um i knew that there had to be water durgo says and he runs towards it but then he gets pranked very hard by a force field protecting the fountain i love it one of my favorite things in star trek is when people get pranked by force fields. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like just a giant glass tumbler erupts out of the ground and he bonks his head into it it's very good yeah he's like what the hell dang it um and wesley's like well there must be a way to deactivate it and he's like frantically reading his scanner and trying to find something but durgo's like i know how to deactivate it and he just pulls out his phaser and starts shooting at it weirdly this doesn't work it would have been a lot shorter episode it would have been um after firing at it for a minute some kind of like protective energy ghost whooshes around the room uh, knocking the phaser from Durgo's hands and uh, also some rocks loose above Wesley. And Picard's like, oh no, Wesley! And he runs over to heroically push Wesley out of the way and then he just kind of stares up Slackjot as the rocks fall on him. Yeah, I don't know what, what his plan there was really, but it did not work, whatever it was. I think it was just the direction was bad because he, he shouldn't like, he stand there still. He wouldn't stand there still while there are rocks falling on him. Yeah. Or would he? Apparently oh. he did. I don't know. Maybe that hat was cutting off a circulation to his brain. <laughs> <laughs> so Wesley immediately begins to triage the injured captain and uses the tricorder to check out his injuries. Hills Durgo like, hey, apply pressure to that wound. And um, Picard wakes up and Wesley's like, okay, you have a broken leg and a fractured arm and uh, you got knocked in the head, but we're getting the bleeding under the control. You're going to be fine. And Durgo's like, oh, you should tell him the truth, man. He's bleeding internally. I've seen it before. He's going to die. And Wesley's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Shut up. He's going to be fine. This guy's and, Picard. Don't you know about Picard? He's the best guy. He'd never he, die. He Jesus. continues 
to disinfect Picard with the Dresky and Durgo's like looking at the Dresky. He's like, no, you should save that for us. He's going to, he's going to die anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Picard's like half conscious, but he's like, uh, Mr. Durgo, I'd appreciate it if you didn't bury me while I'm still alive. You know, often I paraphrase, uh, paraphrase what people are saying to be funnier in these episodes, but that is literally what he says. And it's good. Durgo leaves to pout. And when he's gone, Picard gives Wesley the hard truth that, yeah, he's probably right, by the way. I'm not going to get better. This is not great. Uh, but he's, he's like, you're gonna, it's going to be up to you, Wesley, to keep a rein on Durgo uh, because he is an idiot and he's going to get himself killed, probably. I don't know why that was a part of the thing, too. It's like, why do, what do we care what Durgo does? Why, why do we care? We need him. What if we need to lift some rocks? We need him. I guess. I mean... The only thing I can think is, is that maybe he would be so reckless that he would endanger all of their lives, but just let the man do whatever he wants to do, I guess. I don't know. You got bigger worries. You got a dying Picard on your hands. Hmm. So we get back to the, the B plot with the Enterprise, and it's the most fake danger drama shit with the fucking radiation. Like, we have 38 minutes before the radiation becomes dangerous, and we can't keep it out of the system. Oh, no, but it's going to take 51 minutes to get to the sun. we got to figure out how to tow the freighter faster. Ah. Season one. Season one. <laughs> Did you it's notice that so the Enterprise in this episode is just all CG? I did not no. kind of notice that. Kind of jarring when I was like, "Wait a minute, what the heck is going?" I guess is it, is it not usually all have... CG? No, it's usually a model. I guess okay. they didn't have uh, the original or like yeah, they need to recreate the footage... it to to, inc to include the stupid uh, garbage truck. Yeah, the footage may have just been too fucked up for them to really use. Or they might have just added it. Maybe they're like, this episode sucks. Let's try to add some CG to improve it. <laughs> um, so Durgo, meanwhile, is scoping out the fountain from another angle, trying to figure out how to get to that sweet, sweet water. And he points out his phaser to Wesley, who's on the ground. And uh, Wesley takes a look at it. And it's like encased in some kind of weird hard goo. And Wesley's mm. like, what the hell? And he scans it. And he's like, oh, it's like selenium fibers. Like they were uh, electrically deposited. And so Wesley is, is trying to science his way to the water and, and is like experimenting, saying like, oh, the energy gets uh, spikes if we walk towards it. And if we don't, it doesn't do anything. Maybe we can use it to lure the, the thing away. And um, Durgo jumps on this. He's like, oh, well, so if we fire a phaser away from the fountain, it'll go there instead and distract it. And Wesley's like, well, no, we don't have any evidence to support that yet. We need to, we need to examine it more. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. I think Wesley is being more like... He's the vibe I got from him is that he's going, there is not any evidence that it responds differently to higher settings. Oh, God. Well, that is exactly the vibe he's giving. Yes, I can't do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Durgo says less thinking and more doing. And he immediately goes to put his plan into motion because um, he's he's also like, we got to get that water. Picard's going to fucking die. You got to you got to help me. So you better do your part and shoot your phaser. Because uh, first Wesley's like, I can't shoot my phaser while you're shooting your phaser because it's, it's the thing I'll attack him. But he's like, no, just set it to auto fire uh, and put it on a rock or something. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Wesley's like, well, there's no reason to think it'll go for my phaser instead of yours. And, and Durgo's like, oh, well, no, because yours will be on the higher setting and mine's going to be the lowest setting. And Wesley's like, oh, this is really stupid and dangerous, whatever. So they just do it. 
<laughs> Dur- so Durgo just starts It'll to make fire. Shut up. <laughs> well, Durgo was going to do it no matter what, I think. And was yeah. like, all right, I guess I got to try to not get you killed. Um, so was he like frantically sets up the auto fire on his phaser and gets away from it. And and actually, the sentry does go for Wesley's phaser first, but it takes care of it immediately, and then it turns on Turgo and encases him in the fucking selenium. Yeah, what he gets, uh, he gets a little uh, spider web around him, and he's in uh, he's in a little egg, and he's... you can they show his face. He's like, oh no, I don't want to be in this egg. <laughs> How did they know he was dead? He could have just been like safely cocooned. Uh, he's probably dead. You can't breathe in there, dude. I don't. <laughs> I don't think it acts like a stasis. True. It's, I think uh, you just suffocate. Not looking death. good for our guy. Yeah, it's just the most wet fart of an ending for this character, too, because like they build up like there's gonna be some kind of conclusion, but it's like no, Durgo just got himself killed. The end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. a dumbass. So, speaking of wet farts, the Enterprise's P-plot just kind of wraps up. Oh, yep. oh boy. Here, here's the part where they're like, we gotta get we gotta get more speed, but the tractor beam won't hold at higher speed. It's okay. Jordy, you just gotta make the tractor beam better. He says, okay, I'll do that. And it works. <laughs> it does work. <laughs> okay, but that's that's not the dumb part. The dumb part is when they say, we are going to have fatal radiation exposure in 51 seconds. And then it's like, <laughs> fatal radiation exposure in five seconds. Oh, we did it. Okay, good. Now that the garbage truck is away, that radiation that we got before did not happen. It's just We're gone all now. We're fine. Yeah. Ah. That. Uh. Even, this is like, you know what? This is like they played fallout 4 and said okay yeah this is how radiation works this is it, it- <laughs> i don't want um, to be uh to defend fallout 4 i'm gonna say mm-hmm. that the radiation control in fallout 4 is less stupid than this even <laughs> it is less stupid <laughs> low bar i it is a low bar but come on <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give Fallout for something. At least, at least you get debuffed in the game. <laughs> There's no effect on anything, as far as I can tell, in this show. I, I don't know, like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not an expert in radiation, but I have to figure, like, you're, like, what, what, what is the like radiation rate? What does the radiation rate have to do with like how they are being affected by it? Apparently they've been around it for X amount of time. Either it's going to seep through their shields or it's not, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this works. I'm dumb. <laughs> it's uh, it's like... You know, I'm going to say that the writers also do not know how this works. <laughs> so they're just kind of <laughs> making we, it up. We needed, we needed something. We needed a, something that we can say there's only 30 seconds left. We got to hurry. Did they though? Did they really need that? No. The, like the the previous scene is so dramatic and so like, oh, we want to hurry, panic, and then it's just like this ends immediately, and they're like, okay, let's go look for the, <laughs> let's go look for Captain Picard now. Yeah. Hey. It's it's stupid. It's uh, it's a real something. So the sun, uh, meanwhile, is going down on the ship moon, and Picard complains he's cold, so Wesley heats up some nearby rocks with his phaser, which is very cute. He's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll take care of this, and he just heats up the rocks with his phaser. 
And uh, he gives Picard the unfortunate news that Durgo is dead, but Picard uh, takes a nap rather than listens because, you know, he's dying. <laughs> he says, I sleep. <laughs> Stupid dying idiot. And this is the scene we were talking about earlier where I actually like this scene and Hayes was making fun of it. But Wesley's like reminiscing. <laughs> okay. Wesley's <laughs> reminiscing about all the good times they had together. Like that one time they had a shuttle together in season two. Th th this actually made me more upset because it was like, yeah, you're right. That was a good moment in that episode. <laughs> Go back to that. Yeah, but like I love that there there were so few times at this show that they've had just Picard and Wesley doing something together. They're like, yeah, Wesley's like, remember that time we took a shuttle together for six hours? Yeah, that was a that was a hell of a trip we took. It sure was. <laughs> it sure was. Uh, and Picard says this is his fault for making Wesley come with him, but Wesley's like, no, don't say that. Like I've lived more in the last three years than most people do in a lifetime, and and if I should die now, at least I've had the chance. To, to do all this i who else has the chance to serve with captain john luke picard he fucking loves picard so much he's, dude. What a jump. he's so he's so picard pilled mvp so and he uh he confides in him he says i've never told this to anybody before nobody else knows this that the reason that i work so hard that i study so hard that i push myself so hard is because i want you to be proud of me i think uh, this is bullshit this is not true at all he's making this shit up no, he wants Picard to be proud. Shut up. This is he his want, final he, mission. He wanted to be a starship boy even before he met Picard. It's true. It's that true. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Maybe he just like had it in the back of his head. Like somewhere out there, there's a Picard and I want him to be proud of me. <laughs> so I got to push myself. No. Um, and Wesley then goes on to like turn it around and to say, and you know, one of the things about you is you never give up and I'm not going to give up either. I'm going to figure out how to get us out of this. So it's the a nice speech as much as I make fun of it. It is a nice little moment. Yeah. This you know, and, the, well and then the next little scene too, where we have, we have a brief thing where the enterprise is looking for the shuttle, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Uh, Picard is delirious though. And singing to himself in French. And he wakes up and asks Wesley where they are. And he, he tells Wesley he needs water, having forgotten everything that's happened, apparently. But Wesley reminds him, uh, no, we don't have water, uh, but I've been working on it. And Wesley kind of babbles at him like, I want to try this and that. And I the EM pulse, et cetera, et cetera. And Picard's like, shut up. That doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Listen to me. Listen to me, kid. But here's what matters. You got to go to the academy and uh, you, you got to seek out someone who was very dear to me, a man who, who really helped me while I was there. His name is Bupe, and he's been there, you know, forever. He's great. And Wesley's like, all right, what does he teach? And Bakar's just like, he's the groundskeeper. <laughs> ah, <got laughs> one, of the, one of the wisest men I ever knew. And uh, Picard goes on to tell Wesley that he envies him as this is just the start of his adventures and uh, urges him to go get that water just to keep himself alive until the search party finds it. Uh, finds him and so wesley gets up to go enact his plan but he's like i'll be back soon don't worry and as he walks out picard stops him and tells him uh I, remember i was always proud of you and this is very touching gonna like cry gonna cry over this dumb dead old man yes damn it <laughs> But yeah, if, if if this scene had had wor worse actors, if there were different actors or lesser actors in the yep. scene, it would not have moved me at all. But this was great. Like their performances were fantastic. No, they they yeah. they are great in this. Just Wesley, oh. Wesley, you know, he missed his calling as a coach. He should have been up <laughs> there in the locker room. <laughs> He's really getting Picard hyped up here. 
we're gonna we're gonna live damn it so then we get this dramatic scene where wesley conquers the century with science it's very flashy it's like 80s <laughs> sci-fi movie flashy going on here um where he uh he shoots as phaser to get the attention of the sentry and then he's like it's frantically typing numbers into his little scanner thing to get the frequency just right so that he actually sends the sentry to kill the force field and suddenly there's water he succeeded <gasps> and he he pours it into his little triforce satchel <laughs> runs off to hand feed it to picard from the suitcase <laughs> i don't know why that's so funny to me all right i got you some water here chip 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 it's gonna take a while for him to feed a Picard. He needs a lot of water. He should just take the satchel and just pour it in his mouth directly. Um, so oh, it's dangerous. The Enterprise finally finds them, and Wesley is awoken in the cave by his mother. And we see Captain Picard carried off on a stretcher as Beverly gives Wesley a big hug, and she helps him up. and And uh, he's like, "How'd you find us?" And she's like, "Oh, we found the wreckage, and there was an arrow pointing at these mountains." Good thing Picard's so smart. <laughs> Thank um, you, Picard. Uh, so Picard Picard stops them, though. And he wants to talk to Wesley real fa uh, fast and do his favorite joke of pretending to be a hard ass. And being like, what? Ensign, what's with that filthy uniform, he says. And Wesley's just like, you don't look so ship-shape yourself, Captain. <laughs> but Picard, uh, tells him, uh, Picard tells him he will be missed as he's carried out of the cave on the stretcher. And we will miss you, Wesley. But yeah, I will miss him. I will miss Wesley. Uh, this is not obviously a great Wesley episode, but like I, I did enjoy Wesley Epps. Like he, he could be a fun character, a very silly character where sometimes you just need something very silly to happen. I yeah. think like the remaining episodes we get with Wesley and them are, are all pretty good too. So look forward to that. Um, okay. the, the next not, one is they're not going to bring Wesley back for a B episode. Let me tell you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, 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 maybe the send off episode, the actual send off Wesley episode, I don't remember that well, so maybe it's not so great, but I remember the next couple of Wesley episodes pretty dang good. I'm excited for more Wesley. Yeah. The world needs more Wes. You know what I'm, I'm glad, excited for? I'm glad they, uh, they explicitly just wrote an entire episode for Wesley to make up for what they did to Tashi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they keep, they keep having to do this it's not it's that's act actually you know that was what the episode is about that's what they wrote you know <laughs> and also there's some garbage trucks <laughs> sometimes we have a little space garbage so yeah i'm you know what i'm excited for is next week we're gonna have um Try episode. We're gonna be talking about the loss, which is also the no. name of the try episode. Oh uh, no! I was promised no Troy. No, you weren't. That's not I promised true. you deliberately. I said there was a Troy episode next. I just didn't want there to be Troy. It's, uh, it's wow. Fine. It's fine. Troy deserves episodes too. Are you telling me it's a good like episode for Troy? Are you telling me uh, it's going to be a good episode, Merck? I honestly no, I don't remember if it's good or not, so I'm not making any promises. It's probably it's, <laughs> it's probably not, mid. It's not a good sign. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> mid, but uh, no, it's. I mean, I kind of remembered this episode as being good just because of that one scene, and then I, I said that last week, and I watched it and was like, yeah, this episode sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see how it goes. I guess. I'll tell you what, I sure don't remember this episode. I remember it, and I think it's pretty stupid, honestly. But we'll see. Maybe it's better than I remember. Maybe it'll be really good. Maybe, Maybe they'll pull a rabbit be. out of the hat 
the Troy hat. Yeah, maybe it will be. But you know um, what's happening after that, which I'm excited for. I wish I kind of wish we were still doing two episodes a week just because the next episode after that Whoa. is da- Data's Day. Whoa. Data gets his, get, he has an entire GD day? Yep. Yeah. We get Whoa. Data's Day two weeks. So so suffer through Troy and know that Data's Day is coming. There's no better day than Data's Day. Data. Data. I am excited for that. So thank you guys for being here and talking about Star Trek. Thank you, McFreeze. Thank you, Hayes. Absolutely. Thank you, you listeners out there for listening to us ramble about a bad episode of the TV show. Um, It just made me so upset because I know they can do better. They can do so much better. If you're going to send a character off, like fucking, I'm going to say it. Tasha Yar got a better episode than Wesley did. No, she didn't. Uh, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it out loud, and I don't care who hears me. No, she didn't, dude. Even if I know I'm wrong, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> you, you do that. You got the right. If you have any questions or comments, and you want to tell Hasty's wrong, you can email us at beatme to sickbay at gmail We love to hear from you. Uh, well, you've noticed we have not read any emails for the last few episodes. It's because we have not received any. So, if you would like to re- hear some emails, send us some. We we love to hear from you. I'm gonna start email. making them up. I'm just gonna start writing writing emails myself and be like, "Yeah, Hayes is totally wrong about Tasha Yar getting a better send off." <laughs> Wesley, that's fucking bullshit. I start writing um, in my own email saying that you know what Hayes is really spitting. You should tell more. You should tell me more about my, <laughs> Wesley, you, my Tasha Yar got the best send off episode in Star Trek history. How do you recite all these emails with boxing gloves on? <laughs> uh, talent practice i forget what the actual answer to that was what was it <laughs> he, he just does it he just, just does it what are you talking about i think <laughs> this is the answer <laughs> i think you're right oh anyway thank you guys for listening we'll see you next time absolutely bye bye